From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages. It's 12.30 p.m. here in beautiful, sunny Florida. It's 10.30 a.m. in Phoenix, Arizona, where the phenomenal event of America Fest, put on by Turning Point USA, is currently going on. Uh, and it's been nothing short of fabulous from what I've been able to see. Uh, it started over the weekend on Saturday night with Turning Point USA founder Charlie Kirk giving a rousing uh, and passionate speech to kick off the event. And they've already had Donald Trump Jr. They've had Kimberly Guilfoyle speaking, I believe, today on their schedule the Queen herself, Candace Owens, will be uh, one of the featured speakers today. She is definitely a rock star. But, oh yeah, this is going to be a phenomenal week of adventures in podcasting for us. Uh, this is our final week of podcasts for 2022. Uh, we're going to be on the 23rd, this coming Friday. That'll be our last one for the year, going to... Uh, take a hiatus for Christmas and for New Year's and going to be back on January 3rd, which is going to be a big day with the opening of the new Congress and a whole lot more. And before we get into all the fun that we have today, uh, always you can give us a shout out via email in black and right at gmail.com. Or you can just simply go to our website in blackandright.net. Uh, we're going to be doing some changes uh, during the hiatus uh, for uh, for the new year for 2023. Hopefully, we're going to bring you some great new stuff, some new features, and uh, well, we're just going to just basically take it a step at a time and a day at a time. Uh, also, uh, you can you know. You can uh, subscribe to our audio podcast. Uh, we're on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And we're hopefully going to be uh, doing some more traveling uh, in 2023, uh, doing some other events as well, broadcasting uh, live, probably uh, doing also a lot more video and live streaming. Uh, we're looking forward to that. But, my friends, let's get into it. Now, this week is the final, uh, is looking to be the final week before Congress goes uh, on its Christmas recess. Uh, so, yes, the lame duck, which is getting lamer by the day, is just wild. Uh, Mitch McConnell is still pushing for the sick, twisted omnibus bill, uh, not only does it have the $858 billion uh, for defense spending, but it's all the other little things that they want to put on top of it. Uh, poison pills, if you will. And frankly, uh, I don't think Kevin McCarthy is too particularly pleased with it because he's not 
uh, shown, he's not having a whole lot of love for this, so no. Uh, and so they're trying to still negotiate this and, you know, short-term spending, you know, I mean, that's about the only way you're going to get this through. Just a short-term spending bill, just forget about the omnibus and the Senate trying to uh, handcuff McCarthy and the incoming Republican majority from using the power of the purse to challenge Biden on a lot of this crap. And it is crap. But I'll tell you, I'm really hoping that the Republicans will stand firm and not put up with this. I know people are going to want to get the whole session in adjournment and get home for Christmas, but uh-uh. No, no, no. I'm sorry, folks. I mean, I would love for them to go home, you know, spend Christmas with their families and all of that. But I'll tell you, this is just not the way you're going to do it. You know, it's like, Merry Christmas, America. We've just hosed you for all of next year, and we're going to be just fine. And so all the retiring senators, uh, the retiring members of Congress, you know, just go home and just be fat, dumb, and happy, knowing that they have just really hosed and threw the American people, the American working class, under the bus. Now, one thing that is a ticking bomb, uh, looking for a place to go off, that doesn't, that hasn't gotten too much exposure. Title 42, my friends, Title 42 is set to end this week. And Texas, other border states, New Mexico, Arizona, California, they're getting ready for not just an increase, but a deluge of illegals, a deluge, not just a, you know, a thousand a day. They're talking at least 10, maybe 15,000 a day or more. It's going to be running for the border. And I'm not talking Taco Bell. It's going to be ridiculous. And Texas, apparently, uh, Governor Abbott is going to be preparing, like many other border states, for a deluge. Because when Title 42 officially ends, even though there has been, uh, uh, even though there has been a, a recent court ruling about Trump and keeping the stay in Mexico policy uh, in place, but that's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. It's just get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Ladies and gentlemen, because we are about to get royally screwed when it comes to in immigration policy. And there's not a whole heck of a lot that, I mean, it's to the point now you got, you have El Paso, Texas, one of the hubs, if you will, for these people to come through. They've already declared a state of emergency for the people, for the, just the deluge of folks that are already there and for what's coming. This is stupid. I mean, even the city of Denver has declared a state of emergency and they haven't even gotten any yet, any of these illegals. No, 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 no. This is crazy. I mean, and get ready. 
I mean, I'm sure Florida, Governor DeSantis, along with uh, Attorney General Moody, they've got to be ready too, because a lot of these folks are going to be coming to Florida. Everywhere. Every state will be pretty much a border state from that point forward. And unless there's, and unless you actually have some folks with some titanium in their spine and stones of titanium, we're, if you think it's been bad now with the fentanyl, with the human trafficking, the child trafficking for sex slavery, everything else that's coming across the border, drug, fentanyl, oh my goodness. If you think the fentanyl numbers are bad, it's going to get worse. This is not, oh, you're just being negative. No, I'm being realistic. You, for people who take that sort of stance, it's painfully obvious you don't know the difference. I mean, we're, we have, what, 100,000 plus folks a year right now dying from fentanyl. I mean, I even heard a story of a Florida police officer who accidentally got exposed to fentanyl and dang near died. Okay. I mean, that's real. That is literally life and death, folks. You know, and God, you know, I believe that the officer did make a recovery because uh, the officer was treated very quickly with Narcan and, you know, was able to get medical attention pretty quick. You know, but still, if you think it's bad now, it's going to get a whole lot worse. And not just fentanyl. You've got meth. You've got crack. You've got all kinds of things. It's like a really sick, twisted, demonic pharmacy that's going to be out there. And it's not just going to be big cities. Oh, no. Small towns are having to deal with this. So this is not just some, uh, you know, it's a, a big city problem. No, it's an everywhere problem. Big cities, small towns, everything in between. And every state. I mean, I've even had an opportunity to speak with my local sheriff, my local county sheriff, about the fentanyl issue. It is hideous. In a small rural county like I live in, yeah, fentanyl's a problem. It's a, it's a problem all over Florida. So, yeah, it's not just something you'll find in Miami or Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville. It's everywhere, folks. It's just everywhere. And now with Title 42 gone, the dam bursts. The whole thing bursts. And 2023 is going to be, oh baby, I, I, I don't even want to know even the latest intelligence reports and all these caravans coming from all over Central America. I mean, and it's not always folks from Mexico or Central America. And they're using the asylum scam when most of these folks are just simply looking for, you know, all the bennies they can get. Because Biden, President Biden said we could come and we're coming. Yeah. And so now with states, municipalities already having problems, the federal government 
is spending like a drunken sailor, which is an insult to drunken sailors everywhere, but tax revenues are down. Come on, folks. I mean, it's kind of economics 101 here. And I'm thinking to myself, holy cow, folks. This is just ridiculous. Absolutely straight up ridiculous. And the drain that's already being put on all kinds of communities for health care, for education, for public safety are going to get worse. Wake up, folks. And for all you dingbat dunderheads who voted for Biden, yeah, let's see how you like that when your job is essentially taken over by a lower-skilled person who's illegal. And they're all, oh, mercy. That, I'm just going to wait until Title 42 officially ends, and I'll get into this. I will definitely get into this, but there are some other things right now that just absolutely burns me. Now, I've told many a person over the last several months, this is not just a informational or psychological warfare. This is a spiritual battle. A spiritual battle. And the worst case that I have seen of this, for my Catholic friends, and I know you're out there, when I, caught, when I heard the story about Father Frank Pavone, the director of Priests for Life, a Catholic pro-life priest. Yes, he's been critical of Biden and whatever, but I'll tell you, when I heard this story, I just went, oh crud, they definitely have stepped it up. And, and I do not know what the whole thing is with, between the Vatican and the White House, but I'll tell you this. Their wokeness in the Catholic Church is pretty dang evident. When Father Frank Pavone, uh, uh, oh mercy, I'm just going to read the story because this is uh, some of this because it just makes me mad. Absolutely m makes me absolutely mad. Only because I had the honor and the privilege back in August when we were covering CPAC, uh, Texas. I had the pleasure of meeting Father Pavone. Heck, I've even got a picture with him. You know, I mean, we've got a, I've got him in my photo gallery. I'm going to, I ought to put that up there. Uh, because I, I, I was amazed by the man. I was absolutely amazed. And he just was a man who loved God, who loved life, who loved this country. And because of that, now the Vatican got all pissy about it, and now they've defrocked him. The worst kind of punishment you can get as a Catholic priest. And, ugh. And the headline I was reading from Just the News, Vatican defrocks priests for life director Father Frank Pavone for quote-unquote blasphemous social media post. And what does he what did he say that was so blasphemous? When you're thinking blasphemy, you're thinking, you know, it, did he say something horrible about God? I mean, there are even evangelical churches 
with woke folks who say things that are not biblical, but they're not getting the boot. So, ugh. Anyway, just just reading uh, just a little bit of this. The Vatican defrocked Priest for Life director Father Frank Pavone without the possibility of appeal for social media posts the church considered to be blasphemous. I would love to find those. I, I would really, you know, that I would really love to find what did he say that the Catholic Church found quote-unquote blasphemous. I really don't know. Uh, let's see. I just wanted, oh, mercy. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it is a, it is a, a spiritual battle. I really am amazed. Now, granted, Priests for Life still states that Father Pavone is a priest in good standing, but the page only the page appears to include information from 2020. Uh, Pavone, who once served as a religious advisor to former President Trump, retweeted several statements in his support over the weekend. So I'm thinking, so now let's see. Uh, okay, yeah, there we go. The blas quote, there's a quote in here. Uh, the blasphemy is that holy priest is canceled while an evil president promotes the denial of truth and the murder of the unborn at every turn. Vatican officials promote immorality and denial of the deposit of faith and priests promote gender confusion, devastating lives, and evil. And apparently, there's one Catholic bishop who wrote this tweet, and it was posted, reposted, by Father Pavone. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, I mean, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Now, it's bad enough. It is bad enough. And I've been warning people ever since the Dobbs case and sent abortion back to the, sent Roe v. Wade back to the states where it belongs. But yet, this Respect for Marriage Act, quote unquote, it's crap. Uh, and I did this story uh, while a little while back, not too many weeks ago, that the CEO of the National Religious Broadcasters, the Respect for Marriage Act is nothing more than an excuse to, for LGBT, XYZ, whatever the, whatever the heck the alphabet is, to spur frivolous lawsuits against Christian groups, churches, individuals, whatever. So yeah, this is pretty nuts. Well, and on top of that, you want to talk, I mean, with, with Hanukkah being right now, and happy Hanukkah to all of my Jewish friends out there, you've got anti-Semitic hate crimes in New York City increased by 125% in the month of November, according to the NYPD. So, my friends, this is a spiritual battle. They're going after Catholics, they're going after evangelical Christians, they're even going after Jewish folks. 
This is ridiculous. This is a spiritual battle, for sure. And, and I've told many of my friends who are pastors, who are folks in ministry, if you're not going to take a very wartime footing and a wartime mindset to this, you're going to be horrendously and unpleasantly surprised when all it takes is one. It takes only one of these wackadoodles to uh, spur a lawsuit uh, to a church, to any type of organization that somehow will not affirm th their dysphoria. Whatever the reason. I don't care. I don't pander to pronouns. And frankly, I'm just not into this. You know, if the LGBT crowd, you know, wants to get all upset, fine, be upset. But now all of a sudden this bill, this piece of legislation, which is really a piece of crap, is going to spawn, you know, spawn lawsuits. It's going to spur them on. I mean, church, like I said, churches, uh, pro-family organizations, pro-life organizations. Now they're going to have to keep an eye out for a lawsuit. And this is just wrong. We are in a spiritual battle. It's not just politics. And anybody who's, you know, and sadly, 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 too many Christians I know across the country, especially given what happened with the lack of a red wave, have now kind of taken a more fatalistic and cynical approach. You know, I'm going to take my ball and go home. I'm, not, I'm going to take my vote because my vote doesn't count. It just doesn't count. And I'm thinking to myself, what a wuss. If anything, this should tell you, especially given what's happening, happening in Arizona this week, right in Maricopa County, with America Fest right there, with ten with thousands upon thousands of people there in Phoenix, looking to see what happens with Carrie Lake and her challenge. And I think she's got a pretty darn good case, but the concept of finding a fair and impartial judge yeah, doesn't give me a whole lot of hope, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, history could really be made, and I hope it is. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> excuse me. I mean, speaking of which, you know, there's another uh, recent uh, headline. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, top Maricopa election offices couldn't reconcile 15,000 disparity in outstanding votes according to an internal email. Woo! Stephen Richer, Bill Gates. Um, I'm really praying hard that you have a recall election in your future or somebody takes you out in the next election cycle because you two pieces of crap and according and the other uh, pieces of crap with the Maricopa uh, County Board of Supervisors, <laughs> y'all are a mess. And what you've done is evil. It's, it's not just 
criminal. It's just evil. It's demonic. All because of your devotion to John McCain, who's been long dead, because you're anti-Trump, just like he was before he died, and he pretty much flipped a middle finger to the American people when he voted no on getting rid of the individual mandate for Obamacare. This is the problem with some of y'all who be you sort of holier-than-thou rhinos, establishment types. No, no, no. You don't understand. Some people have short memories. Conservatives don't. I mean, I remember that all the way a few years ago. And, ugh, you know, when Trump was trying to get the economy back to, back to some sort of function. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty nutty. But... I'll tell you, but one thing that's really fascinating to me, just kind of wanting to finish up. Now, we all have heard the news about Sam Bankman-Fried, the disgraced CEO of FTX. Now, he's been arrested. He's going to be facing trial by the Justice Department and the Securities Exchange Commission. But now we're getting a little bit more of an idea of how extensive uh, his influence is or was. Now, a great story in an investigative team from Just the News. Michigan Democrat received $55,600 from FTX employees before sponsoring a crypto bill in the Senate. Well, well, well. Now, the subheadline... FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried reportedly met consistently with regulators and lawmakers and pushed for crypto regulation, including lobbying for Senator Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, Digital Commodities Consumer Protection Act. Oh, mercy. Now, if FTX, if SBF and his employees we're giving all this money uh, to Democrats. I'm thinking if we're, if we're able to find this out about one senator, then frankly, let's see the whole damn list. Because I'll tell you, I mean, everybody knows. It's just they don't know who got the money and how much. So, yes, yeah, so... SBF's attempt to become the new George Soros has failed miserably. And I do mean miserably. So this is going to be interesting to see when the SBF trial starts coming out and some of the more and more information becomes available, especially in the discovery phase. Who knows what we would find? Hmm? And, oh, and apparently just, and I'm going to put this, I got to get this uh, story, uh, a link to it on the, um, <laughs> on the uh, inblackandright.net homepage, because this is some seriously messed up stuff with FTX, and, and believe me, it's going to get even more fun come next year in January and February when 
the new Congress takes over and the hearings start in the Judiciary Committee, in the Oversight Committee, and other various committees. So I'm going to be looking forward to that. But FT, uh, the FTX mess? Hmm. I mean, crypto's already had enough of a problem, but oh my gosh. This, <laughs> this is going to get really dang interesting, and I'm praying, I pray, I pray, it all gets revealed. All of it. All the dirty little secrets, the nasty details, all of it. Because we need to know how we, the American people, the working class, have been royally screwed. And not to mention, uh, watching the whole America Fest down in Phoenix, Mike Lindell and Harmeet Dillon, the two other candidates who are running for RNC chair, are going to be speaking uh, to the assembled crowd because the, the word needs to get out. Ronna McDaniel, God bless her, she's a mess. She's brought too many problems and there, and there is a growing, growing, just gr a groundswell of support for new leadership, new blood, new ideas to get with the program and fight the Democrats on their, home, on their own turf and using their means. So that's going to be a fun one. But that's but the uh, the election's not going to be until next month in California. So with that, my friends, I'm just gonna say happy Monday, everybody. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, we're gonna be back tomorrow. Looking forward to these last few uh, podcasts for the end of 2022, which has been a phenomenal year for our inaugural year. So year two is going to be fascinating. So again, you can check us out in blackandright.net, in blackandright at gmail.com. Check us out on all, any podcast platform where you get podcasts. And we're going to have ourselves a good old time as we're going into the holidays. So God bless everybody. Love y'all. Take care of yourselves. And remember, as always, Patriots come in all colors.